Hey, this is Matt from That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Over Manga Cast. This week, we're following someone with a crush who needs to defeat 11 evil exes so that she can finally be with the boy of her dreams. Sounds vaguely like Scott Pilgrim, but no, it's Odd Man 11 by Dalman Saman, chapters 1 through 25. Um, yeah, it, uh... It goes in a weird direction. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmonka Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show, uh, we talk about our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week. Uh, no idea. Never heard of it before now. The art style looks vaguely familiar, but then again, it's so basic that, like, that I don't think that even counts. So... Yeah, that's it. Uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, I know it's by the same person who did the Voynich Hotel. Um, other than it being recommended when we were looking up manga to read, uh, nothing about it. So, All right, Jay, how about you? Not a clue. Uh, this was completely a fresh take, fresh read. And Jacob. I heard about it first uh, from my uh, co-host when we were talking about what to read. It was pitched to me as Rule 63 Scott Pilgrim, except it gets really gay really fast. Like, that sounds like all things I'd like. So, yeah, let's read it. Technically, that's what we got. <laughs> all, of the, all of the things that I said do technically happen. In the strictest sense of the word, yes. I mean, like, it's if you go to a sandwich place and you want a PB&J and then you're upset you got a Reuben, like, well. <laughs> I know people who would be upset by that. I should have been more specific. <laughs> that's how sad my life is, but here we are. Uh. Anyway, uh, we get off to a real strong start with this manga with a man getting pissed on. Yes. And that's not an exaggeration, readers. Literally opening scene. Yeah, it's panel number three. Some would say it takes a great deal of courage to let your audience know exactly what they're getting into on page one. Yeah. Yeah. The balls on this. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't fault the manga for that. It it definitely does not... It doesn't hide what it is. There yeah. is very little subtlety here. Yeah. I, I, there, are no, there are no strong metaphors. I was looking for some more impactful words, but nah, you guys really got it. Uh, really hit the nail on the head. This manga is very base in that regard. Very based. You're right, Zach. It's <laughs> uh, uh, not what I said. You, you added an extra syllable there. Mm. I don't think that's how syllables work. <laughs> All right. So yes, uh, we are introduced uh, throughout these first uh, few chapters to the eponymous Odd Men. Uh, odd Man number three, uh, the man getting pissed on, his name's Itami. Uh, he's the only dude amongst the Odd Men. And each of the Odd Men has their own extremely um, overpowering personality quirk. Uh, I say overpowering because it appears to bend the rules of time and space. <laughs> In some instances, uh, Itami's is that he is a masochist. So that's pretty simple. I get that. We also learn that the pisser, odd man number two, is the sadist and also his sister. Gotta get that fetish in real quick. Yeah, this mug is just a collection of tags. And honestly, I, I feel like if I had known that going in, I would have been less. I, I still would have been surprised, but like. They already had the tags like figured out and they were just working backwards of like, OK, who am I assigning this to? 
we meet a few more odd men. Uh, the one who will be one of the more uh, prominent ones who will show up uh, a lot is odd man number five, Shiraishi, who is uh, a slut and also a cat girl for inexplicable reasons. I'm not complaining. You know, the reason. I'm not shaming. She self-identifies as being a slut, and she's very proud of it. So, you know what? More power to her. I, I'm more concerned that she is a cat girl for no reason in addition to her power. Uh, more importantly, there is an odd man who is a dog, and that is her power. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even like really think that they were like powers per se. Powers is probably an inaccurate term. It's literally they have a personality trait that overpowers them. But I mean, is it really their personality? Some of it's just literally just attributes well, that, that that's go ex- it, outside of their personality. Yeah. It's something they don't have control over is the thing. Like it's... Yeah, there's only really a good word to describe it in that regard. Yeah, because sometimes they treat it like an affliction. Sometimes they treat it like a superpower. It's what you make it to be. But they are pretty odd individuals. Yeah, they they are they are odd men. Except they're not men. Except for one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we uh, also meet another one of our uh, more regular characters, Odd Man Number Seven, uh, the Streaker. Uh, st- Although I, I hesitate to uh, apply that term because streaker implies that you intentionally take off your clothes to cause shock. No, she's just a nudist. Yeah, that's actually a misnomer. She is very, very proudly never clothed herself in any way. So the shock value has gone. She's got a hairband. She has one piece of clothing. Which is so sweet. I love the story behind it, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> She Indeed. looks so innocent. Her introduction is so innocent, so harmless. She is not an innocent nor harmless individual. Yeah, I think that's the gap, Moe. <laughs> but yeah, we have this uh, parade of character introductions. This is all couched within uh, one girl learning about the odd men. And for reasons beyond my ken, uh, she learns that Itami... Odd man number two has dated every other odd man, but broken up with each of them within a month. And two of her friends, random passerby, two other girls say, hey, you seen Scott Pilgrim? You should fight the other odd men and start dating him. And Itami's like, there's no reason for her to fight. And she's immediately like, yes, I'll do it. Which, to be fair, you've seen Scott Pilgrim is also the plot of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they they do. They do basically just say we're going to do a Scott Pilgrim. OK, we're going to do a Scott Pilgrim. And then they do a Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say Tommy is very uh, has uh, has great taste in uh, one regard. Well, several, but in one regard in that um, he lost his virginity while playing Dragon Guard. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was about to say that's that's they're all talking about how they lost their virginity. And it's um, uh, is that the streaker Godiva? Who's just mm-hmm. like, oh, they find out later it was her based on her story. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, Shiraishi was the one who kind of was facilitating the whole. All right, let's talk about our first experience, our first sexual experiences, because that's totally how we do icebreakers now. <laughs> that's how she does icebreakers, because that's literally all she can talk about. Like, yeah, yeah. I also don't I also don't think nudist girl's name is actually Godiva. It's not. No, that's just a nickname. Some people give her because okay. Lady I, Godiva. I, I legitimately wasn't sure because this manga's relationship with names is tenuous at best. Yeah, well, we, they mostly go by their odd man name is the thing. Or like, yeah, yeah. 
Because I'm not even entirely 100% sure we know what Odd Man 7 The Streaker's actual name is. I don't recall it ever being mentioned. Uh, It's listed at the end of the volume, but I don't know if it ever gets named. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Uh, All we do know is that uh, Odd Man number two is the final boss, because as a sadist, she is simply too powerful to be taken on uh, headfirst. Also, because she's a very loving older sister, no one is ever good enough for her brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we got to check that box. This is the kind of series that does that on purpose, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, the first page of this is piss play. Like, you're either, you've either checked out at this point or you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in the manga's fairness, it's not eroticized. In the context eh. of the characters, it is eroticized. But yeah, no, it's not eroticized and, and, for the audience. It's all played for an absolute joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just whether yeah. or not those jokes land, your mileage may vary. Because <laughs> there, there are a couple of places where I think that this is uh, pretty freaking funny. There are other places where I was not enjoying the sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, well, um... Let's let's meet our next odd man who actually did have a joke that I enjoyed. Fujo, uh, Fujo. the the unclean odd man number nine. She has literally never once in her entire life done anything hygienic, <laughs> right down to wiping her ass or brushing her teeth. And I'm like, I love how she's introduced in an empty hallway and they've got the shonen action mist, but it's literally her stank. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's good because she's got that sort of vibe of like powerful psyker character sort mm-hmm. of thing going on she she uh looks like a hex girl from pokemon yeah except to, instead of sending out a ghost type uh she uses uh she uses the ghost of all the of all she the uses stinky toxic things. on you instead. Uh, our our main character, as of yet unnamed, rolls up on her like I'm challenging all the odd men to a fight. So I put on this uh, punk jacket and I have a seven branch sword. Let's battle. Wait a minute. You you stink literally so bad that my nose is now broken. Yeah, she gets she gets one shot by dank girl taking off her shoes. <laughs> yeah, this is where we get the point of um uh we find out later her first name is Harumi, and that's the name they refer to her most often as uh, uh, number five, the slut. Uh, she ends up starting to like kind of coach our protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say, I think that I think the most natural relationship in the manga is between those two. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of it, a lot of it is like intentionally fast tracked for the sake of jokes. And it, but like they actually like have a dynamic to them. Mm-hmm. You mean Setsu and number five? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it starts off as her mocking her for like, hey, wait, you think you're good enough for a Tommy? Nah. I'm going to show you why you don't stand a chance, but. Oh, wait, you're actually trying. Oh, you, you've got some gumption. I guess I'll help you out. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like uh, Shiraishi, number five. She's well, she's a fun character. Yeah, because her entire vibe is she's really possessive of whoever she's in a relationship with. And the mm. fact that the breakup was not her it was it, or even it wasn't a tommy it was his sister decided to break them up she's like whoa no that's not how this ends this ends mm-hmm. on our terms not on an outside force yes which makes you wonder like did they find that out? thought did they find that out initially or was that something that was revealed like somewhat later on that it was the sister who was interfering in all of his relationships and also 
why would she like, allow the relationships to proceed anyway? Like even I mean, a month you're into You're expecting it. a bit too much logic into that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she says that because she's the one who tells both the audience and Setsu that she, uh, his sister is the one breaking up the relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, it's one of those ones where it's like they don't say it outright, but they imply it heavily enough. And then they do later, like much, much later in the reading. Uh, she gets explicitly referred to as the sister. But mm-hmm. no, it's literally in this chapter. His sister forced each one of them to break up with him. She wants but, to monopolize her long, younger brother. Yep. Yeah. But they, they don't they don't attach that to the sadist yet. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's. The picture of the sadist is identical to her, but yeah, whatever. Because it's girl with long black hair and smiling. That oh. That's the same girl from the first chapter, right? I'm confused. What are we confused about? We're not confused. I'm just saying as far as like reading, like I don't know at what point the reader is supposed to connect the two. I'm not saying the two weren't connected. I'm saying like at what point was that? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I guess technically they don't explicitly make that connection. I'm just. Yeah, oh. no, it's it's relatively obvious the connection. They just don't say it until later. Hmm. Hmm. OK, yeah, but uh, it doesn't matter. We weren't entirely sure when the main character's name was first mentioned. So they just kind of sprinkle it in there. And it's yeah. whether or not you like pick up on it that they like. Yeah, but, it's. And the- to be fair, the main character's name doesn't really matter for matter. these first chapters because she's just protagonist. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that. Like, it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, time for Jake's favorite character, because dog. <laughs> I I love the dog odd, odd man because it's got my favorite trope in um, fiction of uh, hey, let's make anthro dogs. So how many how many nipples? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> this bit is really funny yeah th- this is pretty uh this is pretty top tier <laughs> i'm just saying sam you love the elder scrolls so kajit how many <laughs> how do they work okay what phase of the moon were they born under and which <laughs> moon i forgot i forgot kajit are dumb <laughs> which phase of the of the moons were they born under that is their determinator what one makes them house cats with human faces I, I forget the actual answer, but I know that that is one that happens. This is terrifying, and I do not feel at ease knowing this exists. In the Elder Scrolls, two human-looking pe- people can have a house cat with a human face as a baby. That's terrifying. Khajiit is... Not to be trusted, yes. Not to be trusted. I like the Khajiit. But guy. anyway, we got, we got Odd Man number one, the dog who is, I I love her initial bit. Her name is Inu something because dog. Inuta. Yes. And she is doing laps in the pool. Doggy style. There is an entire (laughs) bit where she comes out of the pool to like challenge uh, Setsu to a fight because they're like, yeah, no, I understand how this works. You want to date a Tommy? You got to go through all of us. And she's wearing a bikini. And I know what, dear listener, you're realizing that is far too short. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You're gatekeeping her clothing, and I do not appreciate that. Setsu is freaking out about this, and I'm like, Setsu, you were hanging out with number seven. <laughs> what, what would think you'd just be used to female presenting nips out and about like this? Also, to be fair, 
it does look like she has normal like breasts, and then it's just two additional canine sets of nipple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in, in service to the joke, it's as weird as possible. I mm. I gotta say, this is probably my favorite joke in this entire manga. Is this oh, entire yeah. bit about the bikini? Because it's just like Anuda at no point is insane. She's very reasonable, and you're constantly going like, no, maybe. I know this is weird, but I think Setsu's in the wrong. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, because, like, the uh, there is the whole bit of it's like, wouldn't wouldn't a school like full full body uh, bathing suit make sense? It's like, why are you telling me what to wear? Oh, because I'm a dog, I have to wear what you want. I'm like, fair point. <laughs> fair point. Dogs are to walk around naked. But the thing that uh, legitimize or that uh, solidifies the absurdity is um, Inuta's like, so anyway, I'm not much good in an actual fight. So uh, let's do a different challenge instead. Finals are coming up. Whoever, whichever one of us has the higher test score is the winner and the loser has to show their nipples. Wait, but you were. But I. I j- OK, challenge accepted. I love. Remember this because I love the payoff for this joke as well. Wait a minute. I just noticed. <laughs> I just noticed something. Uh, Setsu goes to start studying, and uh, in her continued Cheshire Cat role, Shiraishi is there to mm-hmm. uh, to mock her. Yes. Shiraishi has headphones on, presumably listening to music, except the headphones are positioned on where human ears would be. Ah, yes, that trope. Her cat ears do not have headphones on, so I can only presume that she is a Joe Cat type with four ears. Yes. And I'm glad you brought up the different types of cat girls Aww. because this is a this is a question that has brought up many a time of whether well, or not I, I'm not doing a value judgment here. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying that these are important distinctions you need to make for uh, individual preferences. Yes, that is correct. I'm just saying make a biological decision as an aesthetic choice, and then fail to realize the amount of redesigning basic like functionality of everything you're going to have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Cat girls executed where they have been able to kind of work in the headset. So they actually look, you know, normal or whatever. And so that every, every, every um, bar is hit. It's just kind of, you just have to commit to one. But I know mm. based on, you know, the various jokes that we've already uncovered in our reading, that that is fully within their wheelhouse. It's it, it was a choice is what I'm trying to say, yes. I guess. But thankfully for Setsu, Shiraishi, on top of being extremely slutty, is also extremely smart. She will yes. repeat this several times and offer to uh, coach Setsu for the upcoming finals so that she can win this challenge. Why? That's another reason why ladies hate her, because she's <laughs> not only a slut, but she's a smart slut. A worse mm-hmm. kind. <laughs> the greatest opponent. she has no weaknesses <laughs> also she just really wants to screw over inuta because cats and dogs yes it's so cute but before they can go studying they need to rent some porn mm-hmm. you're expecting Suraishi to go like four hours without porn yes we were asking too much no no that's entirely expected and she can't decide on what kind and then setsu ever the no thoughts had empty protagonist that she is you could just get both <laughs> Ah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Anyway, wait, wait a minute. Aren't you a high schooler? You're underage. How can you rent porn? Oh, it's because I'm an odd man. Status just means you can do whatever you want. and No one could question you ever because, yeah. (laughs) Even have a card that just says H. 
You know what? Forget it. I don't want to know. <laughs> I have a car. I do what I want. <laughs> it literally just says that. They do study for like an hour and then they watch and then they watch a feature length porno, at which point Shiraishi gets uh, incredibly bothered because they ruined. Yes, they, they did not execute it appropriately. And she's like, oh, my God, how can they even? They well, did the fetish wrong in the film. If you're doing uh, a foot thing with with stockings, you don't put lotion on. Yeah, you don't. Because they were dark, like, black, like, stockings, and they put lotion on it, which completely ruins the aesthetic. So it's just like, what the hell are you doing? That's gross. And I'm sitting here like, well, I, well, I don't understand the particular thing you're going for, I do understand the need for aesthetic. So I side with you on this one, Shirashi. <laughs> they should have done it right. Hey, you are the expert on this subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of any movie we've watched together, Sam, when you just yell at the screen and be like, what the hell is this shit? Exactly. I feel the need to state that No Read November is in no way pornographic in nature. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Uh, yeah, damn it, you <laughs> beat will me it to ever it. Be. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to run out of movies and we'll need to start getting creative. At that point, you go to Patreon over MangaCast for over MangaCast <laughs> After Dark. <laughs> anyway, let's challenge number seven, who has the most JoJo-ass superpower I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, because apparently, I mean, it's fitting that we recently ha- uh, uh, read the Pillar Men showing up. Because mm-hmm. uh, Shiraishi pointed out that number seven and number eleven are uh, the most threatening ones outside of number two, the Sadist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we learn why uh, Little Miss Nudist is so scary when they are playing table tennis because. She gains super muscles, yeets the <laughs> yeets like, the friggin' paddle with enough force to like dent Setsu's skull and throw her across the gym. Oh my god, and there's blood like already from the paddle, just like freaking puddles yep. of blood. I, oh my god. I love this nonsense because it's not that she has an odd man power for super strength. It's literally being naked all the time gives you super strength. Because when you're embarrassed, your muscles tense up. And when you're naked, you're the most embarrassed. So, plus, ergo, plus, she doesn't have pockets. So she has no money for public transportation. So she has to jog everywhere. So she's in super shape. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm just like, this entire bit is Scott Pilgrim. I appreciate the commitment. This is... A vegan diet gives you psychic powers. Yes. 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 Not the fact that she also starts like hawking out and just like, I'm going to beat you to death mm-hmm. because how dare you try to take my man? I, I do like at the beginning, the gym has a do not enter people sign. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to have on a gym. Oh, no. <laughs> this is her place. She has claimed it. It is her lair. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, specifically, she even though uh, uh, she's an ex from whatever the dude's name is, he doesn't actually matter all that much. Uh, she's not over him, so that's why she's uh, feeling a bit defensive relative to uh, a bit. She killed Paul. It is a little bit to like death. Oh, if you happen to be alive, yeah, slightly. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't oh. show yourself in front of me ever again. It's also not necessarily a Tommy is the whole deal here. She's taken out a lot of pent up aggression about other things. That's true, too. 
But this is why I say that the odd man powers, or the odd man attributes, seem to have some sort of time and space bending properties, because you can just put a shirt on! No, she can't. No, she can't, Sam. How dare you? Okay, I guess. I think that's legitimately it, is the odd man powers is... You can't do the thing. Whether it's psychological or supernatural, we do not know. I, I'm going to assume magic nonsense like this is <laughs> what like for the ones who have actual like physical chain alterations. I get that. But it's like if Fujo like tries to go in water that would wash some of the filth off, does the water just evaporate? Oh, you're saying if the weather. Oh, technicalities like if it rained. Oh, yeah. You're, got you're saying is their power like they physic is it a psychological block or is it some kind of curse upon them? Yeah. I'm just saying if if Fujo just happened to be outside in the rain, he just happened to like throw some soap at her. Her stink would overpower the soap. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's that's a uh, question that I'm relatively certain will never come up. Just like the uh, coda to this chapter where Setsu goes to her favorite comic shop and she gets a healing factor. Yeah, yes. she, turns, she turns into Wolverine while she's sulking at her favorite comic store. Hey, I understand this feeling. It's like, this is my happy place. It makes me feel safe. Holy shit, your, your, your wounds are starting to heal. You also be an odd man. Oh. Maybe? Maybe. No, we don't get a definitive answer. It's she becomes... probably never going to come up again. <laughs> oh, we got a nipple close-up. Again, because, you mm -hmm. know, nipples. That's the wager. Yeah, this is this is the... Uh, uh, we next get to the culmination of the... Uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> the podcast's, uh, podcast's favorite uh, bit of the, the reading. Oh, it's mm -hmm. just... So it's got rule of threes. It cut. It's a callback. It's just. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> and the whole deal is they have the um the prize, and <laughs> the prize was they have to show the other their nipples, and <laughs> the whole deal is Anuta's already flashing because her shirt's too low, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just like there's a whole back and forth bit about how they're not less valuable because they're canine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so dumb. And it's like a miscommunication because that's not what Setsu's complaining about. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, she's, she's agreeing. They are not less valuable. That's why you, you cover them. Uh, oh, yeah. Setsu also completely clowned her. Like, yes. Setsu was ranked 38 out of 152, while Anuta was ranked 126. I, I, like, I, I was about to say, my girl picked a contest of academics and then ranked 128th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I, d I didn't expect to actually win that hard. Shirashi, you were right. Your, your training really helped. Told you. Smart I think it was study. all Shirashi's training. That's the sad thing. I think Inuta just really overestimated her, her intelligence. Well, no, the whole thing is just because she's wearing glasses doesn't mean she's smart. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection, honestly. Well, that's what Shiraishi says. Is mm -hmm. she then flashes her second set of nipples? Yes, <laughs> yes, she does. Which she already showed at the pool. Yes, yes. she already showed it. Well, not everything, but like but now, she already showed it. But now she's being all bashful about it because it's like the the context has changed. It you understand. 
chore. <laughs> and Setsu literally says, I'm just tired of seeing your nips, girl, to stop. <laughs> anyway, we get to uh, the way that Setsu actually defeats Fujo, which is my favorite bit, because uh, we learn that Fujo's stank is so bad that uh, everyone, it, and okay, I'm get this gets to a thing like like a, a a little like thorn in my side about Oddman Eleven, where it's like, yes, this is funny, haha, comedy series. Look at all these sex jokes. There are moments where I feel like the manga is really trying to force me to feel bad for characters, and like the curses that the odd men are under are great fodder for that. But I feel like the the whiplash between look how look at all the wacky hijinks these uh cause and uh it, what a cursed existence we lead feel bad for us it, it it doesn't work for me except for here where fujo has to eat lunch alone because she uh, everyone is driven away by the stink so setsu comes in with a gas mask and then slams the gas mask onto Fujo's face and is like, you're so used to your own toxic cloud. I bet clean air is just as terrible, is the equivalent of your stink to you. And that works. She breathes clean air and it defeats her. Yeah, that is pretty good. And we, and we learned that Setsu is a sentient from Warframe because she uh, adapted to the, the damage. <laughs> adapted to the, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I'm like, is she actually defeated or is she just... I, I think her nose actually got broken. And she just can't smell now. Yeah. <laughs> well, they like have they, nose well, no, they, no, well, no, they explicitly say that she can smell. It's just Fujo's stank doesn't bother her anymore. Yeah, it's nose, it's nose blindness. Yeah, she got fully absorbed by the odor and now she can't smell it anymore like it's i think i think the thing with the tonal this is because i noticed this too and it didn't actually grate on me nearly as much as this sort of thing normally does because normally this kind of thing infuriates me and i just kind of i think it's because of the ratio of it i just felt kind of met about it overall there was an idea here uh of potentially doing uh, of potentially playing it Maybe not necessarily straight, but straighter than they did. And there's this sort of uh, you can't um, uh, you can't criticize me. I'm a joke series. You can't criticize me. I'm a parody attitude that certain series will take that I usually find way more frustrating than this. This is so far in the camp of not taking itself seriously. The occasions where they tried to play a character interaction straight, I didn't like it was so fleeting, I, did, I couldn't be bothered to care about it, but that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, mm. I'm, and I guess I'll be the third side of this triangle, whereas I never really felt it was even a tonal whiplash. I feel like it's always kind of lighthearted and playful. There is an underlying current of you are supposed to know that the odd men don't like their abilities, and they are causing them to be isolated, but that's not like... I, I don't think the manga is trying to get you to feel so sorry for them to like fully embrace the tragedy. You're supposed to go, oh, that's why they don't have friends. That's why Setsu being their friend would be good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't ever get the vibe they're trying to be like, oh, no, stink girl. Every Because we never get like her being bullied by everyone. We never get like, ah, yes, everyone told her to just go die. Like we don't get the like. It's specifically loneliness. Yeah, it's I'm lonely. I need a friend. 
I'll be your friend. And it's very like lighthearted and happy. And it, it's tragedy for the sake of having like a positive influence. Yeah. But and you, you see in like children's cartoons a lot, like that kind of deal. Like no one's. Yeah. And it's like, like with Fujo, it's not that bad because it's like they do the thing about how oh, she has to eat lunch alone. Oh, she doesn't actually know what any of her classmates faces look like as they all wear gas masks. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's fridge horror y but like it's it, it's as you said and then we get to the part where Shiraishi is sexually abused and I don't think that I think that was a misplay I don't think that's her intent there I don't know we, we can we can talk about that when it comes up are we talking I think, about the breakup we, yeah, yeah we can talk about that when we get to it because I, I, I well that's next that's that's yeah. the very next one yeah okay well I I before we get into that, then I just want to say, how do you feel about um, the streakers story? Because she had her bit before about how I can't wear clothes. Like, I think her problem is so comical. You don't even feel the need to feel like sympathy for her. Yeah, but it, that- it clearly affects her a lot more than it does Furrow. Like, she's genuinely pissed off. Yeah, that one. I was too busy feeling bad for Setsu getting her getting her teeth punched <laughs> in to notice. <laughs> But but like in retrospect, it is kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's actually where I sort of get my take from, because like they're trying like they're trying to play her care. Like that moment is Setsu getting beat up. But like, I don't know, maybe maybe manga has desensitized me to that sort of thing, because like that one is like it's not exactly being played straight, but it's being played more straight than a lot of the other jokes in the series. But like it's so fleeting and it does have that foot in the door of comedy that it didn't that aspect of you can't mock uh, you can't criticize me because I'm a joke series wasn't like as severe as it is with other show or with uh, other like manga and shows and such because it does have enough of a foot in the door of comedy that it's like it doesn't feel jolting, I guess. You know, it's just I can't help but notice that sort of thing and it irritates me. I yeah, I'm. I don't know, just to reiterate, like it it feels like the tragedy is clearly there to set up a joke. And then it's also result. The tragedy is there to be resolved, like it's to feel good. It's not I think yeah. there's some fridge horror, but I don't think that's ever brought to the surface enough that it's meant to be cared about. So mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. All I all I do know is that this next chapter left a really bad taste in my mouth. I I get. I I think I think I know what I think the manga was going for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because this one is about Shiraishi's personal life. It starts with her getting boned down, of course, and we learn through conversation between Setsu and Fujo that Shiraishi doesn't actually, despite you know being the slut she doesn't sleep around she just fixates on one person that she's really into and sleeps with them a bunch mm-hmm. which you know cool that that's a character informing thing and then uh like halfway through the chapter she uh breaks up with her current boyfriend who i just noticed this too mans has long hair and no eyes he's a hentai protagonist mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, I think that's why it, this didn't bug me that much. Yeah, yeah. And, but um, she she wants to break up with him. So he's like, oh, well, how about we screw one more time uh, as a last hurrah? By the way, I'm going to call some friends over. Mm-hmm. And then next panel, she's slumped against a wall like she just got beat up in a in a battle scene. 
Well, she did. Saying that he called 30 guys. And I'm like, what the? Yep. Yeah, but it's not. The way it's presented. It's more she's tired than. Yeah. Like she's her character is she's like, that was way more than I intended. Not not that she like feels violated or anything. It's like, oh, I thought we were going for a quick jog. Not we're doing a 5K. I don't know. I yeah. Uh, I to, to be fully fully fair, Sam. I totally looking back at it, I can see that. Um, There's just a lot of close-ups of her face looking like she looks annoyed. She looks annoyed, and then she's got the like weird, like satisfied grin in one panel. So I'm. I don't think you're supposed to be reading this as she's upset. I don't know. This is weird, and I think it could have been done a little better. But I'm. Judging by the frame of everything else, I definitely yeah. don't think that's the intent of this chapter. The way it's framed, I it didn't bother me, but I'll fully admit it bothered me, and I kind of checked out for a bit <laughs> while I was reading. Honestly, understandable because like it's not framed with that intention, but you can't read it that way, and that's problematic. <laughs> I think I think maybe what Sam is seeing is he sees it as like dehumanizing. And that's probably what they were trying to so that Yeah, that's the problem is I think it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a little dehumanizing. Yeah. But I don't know if that might have been the manga's like intention. Not intention, but like just I, I think going different. Like if it was her going or like if it was, you know, ex-boyfriend saying, might if I call up a few friends and her being like, okay, you know, because slutty character and then next panel is her being exhausted like i didn't expect that many that that would have been i I feel like that would have hit closer to the intent that's a valid that's a that's a valid critique too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that that's fair Mm -hmm. i don't know it just it just left me a little queasy i think based on the context of the last couple of chapters this is supposed to be her odd man thing of why she needs a friend because Mm -hmm. currently her odd man powers she wants sex but because she's a slut, she can't be with one person for too long. So she falls in and out of love with people. And I think there is some fridge tragedy to that. Yeah. And that's why Setsu being the consistent force in her life of like something positive is being set up as a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think the way this is framed, you can get some unintentional, not even unintentional. I think there is some things intended here that are a little squicky. I think this is a weird chapter. I, I will concede that. But yeah, let's play some Splatoon. Woo! Stay fresh as we meet Odd Man number 10, the Deep One. Who I I I also really like this character because, you know, played up as this like Lovecraftian horror, finally gets fished out of the pool by Setsu, and then he's he's just squid kid. <laughs> I like that her personality trait is that she is a squid. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I didn't even I've never played Platoon I just played I just watched Squid Girl which was cute Squid Girl's probably a much better reference point for this reference point yeah Uh, I I liked uh, all the the, puns I liked the bit at the very end Uh, (laughs) this is so stupid there's a joke about like her like Lovecraftian silhouette or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, but you don't look like the creepy silhouette from that one panel at all, because Odd Man Eleven doesn't care about the fourth wall, obviously. Um, 
That was fake. It's like the silhouette from the first opening of Zeta Gundam. That wasn't the Zeta Gundam at all. It's just like that. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I actually looked up Zeta's OP again. Yes, that is the Zeta Gundam. <laughs> She's just wrong. <laughs> oh, that was my takeaway from this. It got me to rewatch uh, the Zeta Gundam OPs. Worked as intended. Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, Ika-chan, uh, that is to say Squid Girl, uh, now can't just hide out in the pool because while the odd man powers do allow them to bend time, space, and the law, they are not more powerful than school. And if she skips any more classes, she auto-fails. Yeah. <laughs> so she has to take remedial classes with Anuda, and I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Anuda, okay. again, has been attending all of her classes. She does that dumb. She's just dumb, yes. <laughs> Anuda is, like, the most consistently... Like the jokes landed personally. I I love her. She's great. She's so straight face, but <laughs> constantly put on. We are reminded that Itami exists and is ostensibly the goal of this um reverse. Whatever this program. is. I completely forgot at this point, and I'll probably yeah. forget again. We see that he's covered in scars because he is the masochist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, we we do get like some very clear characterization. Setsu is into him. Mm-hmm. Which is important with how she is with all the other odd men. Yeah. And and she's like, so those that, that those scars, that's a little messed up, man. Are are you that's from Oh right, this is where they explicitly say that the masochist is the sister. Because yeah. she's like, that's from connection. That that's from your sister. Isn't that a bit too cruel? And he's like, No, we're no, nah, no, nah, we're both into this. I'm a masochist, she's a sadist. She actually is powerful enough to kill me at any time she wants, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's an expression of Ooh, kindness. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with Setsu on this one, but you know what? <laughs> it's weird. That is the joke. Yes. How, how dare you gatekeep that, Sam? That's how they express their love. I'm I'm not gatekeeping anything. I'm just with Setsu on feeling a little weirded out. <laughs> anyway, at this point, uh, Fujo and Setsu are regularly making out, so. Yes. That's just a thing that randomly happens in one panel. Also, I love how Fujo, she clears it. She clears the air. She herself is not bi. <laughs> she's not a lesbian. She just likes Setsu. She is. She identifies as straight, but likes <laughs> Setsu too. <laughs> Stink girl clears the air. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's straight with an asterisk. And that yes. asterisk is Setsu shaped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, this also begins my other favorite running joke, which is um, Fujo and uh, Shiraishi fighting over Setsu's affections. Affections. And virginity. Yes. And virginity, yes. <laughs> we would bring up all of the uh, is Setsu still a virgin jokes, except uh, the uh, episode would be 80 hours long. The chapters are just eight pages long. It would be faster for you to read it than for us to recount it like that. So let's move on to the summer arc. Oh, that makes so much sense. That's why Kuda and um, Squid Girl are going to summer school. <laughs> yes. You know what? I hadn't made that connection either, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we learned that uh, uh, Shiraishi decides to sometimes just go around in uh, in sexy outfits, which, you know, isn't surprising. It's, it's more surprising it took this long for her to just randomly show up oh. in a nurse's outfit. I kind of yep. dig the meta joke that's going on here. Because it's, you've got the high schoolers, and this is the first time you're seeing them on summer break. So the whole thing is like, oh, we get to see what they wear outside of their school uniforms. 
and mm-hmm. Setsu's there, and she's in like a cute like outfit. Like it's nothing super special, but it's like it's casual wear. It's, and it's the, protagonist outfit, protagonist summer outfit. TM. And the joke it's setting up is is when you flip the page, you're going to see Shiraisi in her summer uniform, and then it's a sexy nurse costume like that. Yeah, <laughs> like it's explicitly a costume. Like you, you're never going to see her in that again. And then Anuta's in her. <laughs> Like grungy cool summer wear. <laughs> it's like this is just what I wear. First one to use their mouth loses. I like that. <laughs> I like that game plan. <laughs> yeah, her like her like grunge band outfit, and it's like, oh, that, uh, hey, Nuda, how's it go? Why do you have a plastic bag and tongs? Because it's important to pick up after the poop when you're when the dog is walking. Oh, that makes sense. Wait a minute. <laughs> They don't go further into it. Yes. And they yes. don't go further into it until we get to the chapter where it's only that joke. <laughs> anyway, Fujo is also in a in a erotic costume. Yeah, she showed up in a swimsuit. So erotic. It's a one piece. Very yeah. Mm-hmm. Anubis girl is also here. I love the panel of her walking up like she is the main villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. She looks like. Well, actually, she looks like a villain out of Kill a Kill. I'm just saying, she is one of the main villains, so how dare you? I guess, question mark. Oh. And then and then we yeah. see the real main villain, the uh, uh, the, the ticket machine. Ah, uh, yes. It's gonna suck my fingers! I've never yes. used this before. Yes, she is. Uh, as stated before, never gone on public transport. I'm actually scared for her, because if you've ever been, especially, like, on public transport in certain areas, it's pretty sketch. And this girl has no barriers to anything. Well, thankfully, we have Fucho, who instantly clears any car. <laughs> so cute. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about, like, her sitting down. But she fortunately mm-hmm. looks like she's standing up in there. Mm-hmm. That's probably why she's standing up. <laughs> yeah, so sanitary. <laughs> Would not want to sit sit the naked ass upon those uh public those public subway seats <laughs> anyway they go to the aquarium and because this isn't a um this isn't chainsaw man good things can happen at an aquarium <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love boob squish boob squish was funny i loved it <laughs> that was funny yeah, because like when a person who's never been to aquarium is enchantedly pressed against the glass, usually it's the nose. But no, because this is the sex joke manga and she is naked, boob squish against the glass. <laughs> uh, there's really only like a couple of panels of this before it transitions to, uh, I think, uh, I think it's karaoke bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it karaoke or is it just a. Well, the sign says karaoke, oh, so... They're, and they're uh, getting beer, and it's like, aren't we all underage? We're odd men. Okay. Odd men card. <laughs> don't, don't question it. Wait a second, Setsu, you're not an odd man. I'm still going to drink my beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, no, Setsu is like, I'm just a normal high schooler. <laughs> no, you're like the 12th odd man. Okay. <laughs> odd man number 12, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Also, we get um, a naked odd man being uh, a sad girl again as she smashes mm-hmm. the table because she's still in love with a Tommy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sure, she's like, okay, can we just get look dating a Tommy? We've all done it. Let's just get drunk and forget about him. 
Trashy, are you are you repressing things? Maybe not more beer. There we go. Feeling beer. Yeah, Anuta is right on it. Every time they are out of beer, she is at the phone ordering more. <laughs> oh, yes, that's because she was told to fetch. Yes, yeah, she loves being told to fetch. We learned this. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl. But um, yeah, so this turns into a girl's trip as they all drink to forget their problems about the, all, the boy they've all dated and the one who wants to date him. Mm-hmm. Can you say walking red flag, though? Yes, this is this entire manga is it's not made of red flags. It is just a red flag. Yes. Oh, there's a boy I really like. I want to date him. Meet all of his exes. Not only do you have to defeat them, but they all are troubled themselves. And some of them have never gotten over him. Are you sure you want to date this individual? I will slowly make them my harem. (laughs) You guys know Scott Pilgrim is also about how the entire setup is a giant red flag. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Anyway, let's meet the one odd man who's no longer in high school. Not because she's too old to be in high school, but because she's a super genius who uh, uh, graduated out already on academic prowess. Yeah. And and then Uh, became a mangaka. Inuta could take a pointer or two. Also, she lives in this penthouse apartment based on her four coma newspaper strip. No, she's a very successful mangaka. Kishibe Rohan who? (laughs) Well, I mean, I was going to say, I wonder if there is some level of projection in this, but. uh... (laughs) Look, nothing will ever be more mangaka self-insert projection than Rohan, but this is pretty close. (laughs) I like how she just has Stalin's skull. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we're not supposed to like ask questions about that because uh this is odd man number four the collector she is a cyclops and uh her her odd man power isn't that she is a super rich and successful mangaka it is that she is able to collect originals of incredibly rare things because she's a cyclops can't, i can't tell if it's just because she's a cyclops if she's able to tell they're authentic or if she just is able to throw money at things i don't know Let's see, it's because she... don't question it. <laughs> well, let's see, it's because she's got her eye on it. Okay, we'll go also with that. Cyclopses are notoriously like. Uh, Hordy. Protective. Yeah, they hoard and they're protective of things. See, I knew about the hoarding and protective, but I'm just saying, like, how does that translate, I guess, into. I'm not letting you have any of these sheep. These are my favorite sheep. All of them. I will crush all of your men, Odysseus. <laughs> Man, it would have been great if Setsu introduced herself as nobody, but <laughs> but uh, she's too nice. She is indeed. But uh, the the challenge that Setsu needs to do in order to defeat her, I, and I love this because um, uh, Cyclops Girl is like, so I hear you're challenging all of us odd men for the right to date a Tommy. Actually, I've kind of dropped that plot thread. Anyway, here's my challenge quest <laughs> like i'm into a tommy but we just had a whole like girl bonding moment about how maybe it's not good to fight over no do my fetch quest okay, okay here are the secret treasures you must collect you must find the one golden hair on shiraishi's body you must collect the headband the one uh, piece of clothing that number seven can wear and you must collect the tears of a cold-hearted sadist number two they're said to grant eternal youth. 
Yeah, sure. And can you autograph the? I actually love your forecoma. Forecoma, can you autograph this for me? It's for her grandma. Yeah, it's even nicer. <laughs> yeah, it's super cute. I love that panel. I I love how her quest feels made up in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's these are the first three random things I could think of off the top of my head. You see, it 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 feels like just more of the the fetish bullshit with you know the one golden hair on Shiraishi's body, you know the headband of the nudist. But then you get to the tears of the sadist, and you're like, I can't. I can't tell if it's more disturbing the thought that that's also more fetish baiting. Anyway, uh, Setsu has the best plan in the universe in order to get the golden hair from Shiraishi, which is uh, invite her to a pool date and get her a uh, itty bitty string bikini. Oh, yeah. I love I love this. I, lo- I love this. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> this, this was very funny, yes. Because as a cat, she has no interest in going to a pool. You don't understand. It's not a pool. It's the pool. And dear listeners, they go to that pool. <laughs> mm-hmm. The most pool ever? The most famous pool ever in all of Japan. Yes. that's where they film their pornos. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the pool. It's the equivalent of that couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And with this uh, itty-bitty string bikini, uh, Setsu can see... Everything. Everything. Oh, Sam, I, I, I do feel the need to point out this isn't a bikini. It's a one piece. <laughs> no, it is. Right, it right. is technically a one piece. Yes. Technically. It's one of those V one pieces um, that are that... totally impractical. Mm-hmm. They're practical for taking photos and then not ever <laughs> <laughs> for anything else. <laughs> Although <laughs> I didn't. The, the one panel where Setsu's like, compared to Inuta, it's harder to tell, but Shiraishi's entire body is, in fact, covered in fur. What? <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere there should be the golden hairs. And also, she's like, she's blonde. So you need to find the golden hair on the blonde girl who's covered yeah. in fur. Yep. Yes. Do you accept this challenge, Sam? Yes. Also, <laughs> in the possible lutest this manga gets. <laughs> She's really saying something because we have on panel banging. She does spread the butt open to check. And I'm like, this, how did this pass censors? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, she's a cat. Yeah, she's a cat. Uh-huh. Totally Cats <laughs> always shoving their buttholes in people's faces. Yes. <laughs> uh, You're so assertive today. I, I regret making I love this that. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh. Meanwhile, Shirashi's completely like oh. none the wiser. It's just like um None the Wiser. I'm guessing I'm into this. Shiraisi yes. is revved up and ready to go. Yes. She, she thinks this is all foreplay. She got out the tissues, the condoms. Uh I love the punchline. <laughs> yes. The two punchlines, because there's two jokes here. Oh, the one place I haven't looked. Setsu lifts Shiraishi's nose. And here's Shiraishi like, this is, I've never done this before. This is strange. And of course, into some weird stuff. But I'm into it. And of course, it's the nose hairs, which is punchline number one. But my God, the the uh, comedic timing on the paneling for the last couple of panels where she punches Setsu in the face. No, she she cat scratches. (laughs) 
<laughs> she cat scratches her all over the face and Setsu's are like, aw. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Oh. But yeah, quest quest item get. You know, I think that brings us about to the halfway point of our reading, so uh we're gonna need to cool off. I certainly need a recharge moment after that one. It only gets better from here. You gotta watch that refractory period. You know, Matt, I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> We're already in an explicit episode. I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> we'll be right back after this, folks. And welcome back to the show, folks, where last we left our odd men. Um, God, what did happen? Right, right. Shirai Sheep, Golden Hairs. Um, as lewd as this manga will get. Oh, wait, no, this chapter happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, you guys know the pop-up pirate game? No. I know the pop-up pirate game. Ah, well, it's this game where you have this pirate in a spring-loaded barrel, and you have to poke swords into it, and whoever makes the pirate pop up is the loser. However, swords are phallic things, and what if we had a little setsu instead? Now whoever makes the, the setsu pop up is the winner instead. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I, I know I'm dancing around the metaphor, but uh, they don't. Oh, I, I love how as they're explaining this, they explain that setsu's... The reason she's not being harassed in person is because she's with the collector at Comicat. It's summer and whatnot, uh, and she's flipping open a thing, and it's uh, like two guys, and they're it's a yaoi it's a, manga. Yeah, and she's like, "Wait, this is a gay comic?" Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, just like that's very on brand for what's going on in this manga. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Setsu! It only took you fifteen chapters, but you become self-aware. Now you'll have I think, two. Girls I think that's giving. Her. <laughs> yeah i think that's giving setsu a little bit too much uh no thoughts head empty setsu a little too much credit but but yes uh so now uh shiraishi and fujo will try to make the tiny setsu uh achieve climax by poking swords into the barrel and... i wish i had friends who were so considerate <laughs> moving on i can't <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. I have no idea how to respond to that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Moving on. So Fujo being somehow the more depraved of the two immediately goes for the butt stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> this bit is hilarious because it's stab with the sword. Fuj uh, Setsu at the uh, Comic-Con. Eh. Uh, you you okay there, Setsu? Yeah, my butt feels weird. What an odd thing to say. It's a voodoo doll. <laughs> yeah. Or like a screwdoo doll. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Setsu is reacting to the various swords being stabbed into the little voodoo doll. And uh, they finally reach the last slot to be filled. <laughs> oh, I love my... This math doesn't make sense. Wait... <laughs> off on uh, <laughs> Shiraishi going like, you don't understand. It doesn't matter how many of the holes are filled. It's still a one in 24 chance. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> that, that, you are misunderstanding the Monty Hall paradox. If you are removing options, then 
<laughs> to be are. fair, she does get called out on this, but... <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> she gets called out on this in such a great way because um, they get down to the, the final hole that needs to be filled and uh, it's Fuja's turn. So she's like, so if I do this, it's still a one in 24, right? And, uh, but it's a 100% chance of me kicking over the table so that you don't win. Now, uh. the real disappointing thing about this, we don't get to see Setsu's reaction to <laughs> being... The, the being pirate. brought to the edge, to being brought to the edge, and then kicked away. God damn it, Sam! <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Come on, it would. But oh. anyway, let's play baseball. Instead, we have Fujo not wanting to play games anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Then we get the excuse for everyone to be in baseball uniforms, and I'm like, I'm here for it. Hmm. Yes, we have we have more uh, dog place fetch jokes. We have uh, we have fl- uh, fried calamari. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, I don't great. know why Thanks. that is the main joke of this chapter, but it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> and at first, I was like seriously concerned because I thought they were like eating her tentacles. No, it's just you know her sunburnt skin peeling off. Because <laughs> that's is that better? <laughs> I know. I'm just like what is- mildly. <laughs> So yes, Ikuchen, the squid girl, is getting sunburnt at being out there in the daylight. And so everyone is like, hmm, I smell calamari. Inuta, go get soy go get soy sauce. Bow bow. And so um everyone just starts dipping Ikuchen's flight sunburnt skin leavings in soy sauce and it's a sushi dinner i'm i'm so confused because there's a bit where ikuchan says i brought my murder cleats yes i and brought this- i brought along murder spikes or murder cleats they're coated with some kind of venom and i what, I, what was that I don't, about i don't understand because no setsu doesn't react to that at all mm-hmm. who has murder cleats <laughs> i mean like, they did they did say that she is one of the stronger odd men, so maybe that's what that deal is. But she then what? proceeds to just ignore the fact that she just said murder cleats. Yeah. <laughs> she she does dip everything to go hang out with Streaker, so. And then Shiraishi orders Ikachan to keep tanning. So and and Inuta to go get some beer. So I guess the baseball game has been put on suspension for a uh lunch a break. Yes. I mean, that's kind of what happens to baseball I, games when it's I love out. how the joke continues, mm-hmm. though, because obviously people are somewhat concerned. I mean, obviously none of the odd men, but I mean, we are concerned. Not even Ika is concerned. She's just like, huh, I hope I don't get any tan spots. <laughs> like, uh, OK, <laughs> I guess we're here now. Yep. Dumb fun. Like I'm, I'm here for it. It's summer yeah. nonsense. Yeah, that one was that one was fun. I also like this next one. Uh, <laughs> as um, we have uh, Streaker Girl and uh, and Setsu playing more table tennis, and uh, uh, the way they are keeping score is Streaker Girl tallying the score on her thighs. Where else am I supposed to write it? I'm naked. I don't. Your arms or something? Nope, inner thigh. But, 
in our thigh because we have to get the body writing joke in because we don't have enough tags. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was not aware of the body writing tag and I'm now curious but afraid. I don't know what to call this feeling. Apprehensive. Well, you see what what they're actually the joke is what they're actually telling is the score in table tennis. But what uh, onlookers will believe is they're tallying the number of. And then a character shows up to make that exact uh, assumption. Hey, Jay, mm-hmm. you know, when you were in elementary school and you'd write your name on your notebook so that everyone knew it was your property and not to touch it. And that if it gets lost or return it to you. Yeah, the kink's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I can understand that. That's cute. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, we meet my least favorite character. <laughs> the Tommy? He's everyone's least favorite character. That's why we don't talk about him at all in this plot, basically. Well, this is where we get the whole cute bit about how... Um, she has the headband. Yeah, the headband is... All right, we do, we do need to explain that before we get to my least favorite character. All right. But yes, uh, the the origin of the headband is that it was a gift from Itami, and uh, she was like, you idiot, I literally can't wear anything. And he's like, nah, here, have this ribbon. It'll look cute. And it just worked. She was... For some reason, this broke through the the divine decree that said she must be naked to allow her to wear that ribbon <laughs> to the to the point where hearing this sappy story, Sensei's like, I feel bad actually taking this from her now because I won the, the table tennis game. <laughs> I need it for my fetch quest. I know a way to assuage my guilt. Here, take my sailor suit tie and now it's bunny ears. What? You needed another tag. Yes. <laughs> tags on tags on tags. Indeed. Oh. And unfortunately, uh, so I don't understand why these two characters are at the gym. <laughs> Me neither. Because they because we need to introduce the new character. That's why. Mm hmm. As horrible little gremlin, Oni girl, friggin' what's her name? Chuko, that's it. She's talking like they just passed them in the hall. <laughs> but she's been stalking them like that. Yeah. This is a gym yeah. that says no entry to people like this is her private gym that they've. Mm-hmm. Which, given her character, 100 percent makes sense that she was just being a little gremlin going like, oh, really? They're having fun. Yeah, I'm going to go ruin the fun. Yes, she's the one that calls uh, Streaker Girl uh, Miss Godiva. And uh, it looks like we're being introduced to two odd men because uh, one of them is just an armored knight, but also in a sailor uniform. Because we need more tags. Yes, we do. It's fine. Just ignore her. Good. (laughs) Oh, I I met two more odd men. Uh, You met the little gremlin and who else? This girl in armor? That's not one of the odd men. What do you mean? (laughs) It's just skipping over the skipping over the start of that. That chapter starts with later. Oh, yeah. well, n- oh, okay, I, I'm not trying to skip past it. I, I was just... <laughs> I do feel the need to set, to warn, even though this is an explicit episode, <laughs> it opens to the two characters banging. Uh-huh. Or at least in the literal sense. <laughs> <laughs> banging, much, oh, banging much, like, much like one might bang a cast iron pan to make a loud noise. <laughs> yes. Because um, they are engaged in some oral sex. If oral sex was looking at yourself and your partner's flat, featureless, shiny crotch. 
I, I'm just saying, if she instead had a boyfriend called Bender, she would be biting that shiny metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> the armor stays on during sex. I don't know what you're, you're missing here, Matt. You gotta have protection. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> that is that is definitely what that is. A little bit of narcissism based in, baked mm. in, but all right. I can see my own reflection. It's... Mm-hmm. You're it's so shiny. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say the top half of this page is going in a folder of out of context manga panels for whenever Twitter asks for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, a folder too. Don't worry about it. There, there is. <laughs> I have read this manga, and this panel doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, when context doesn't help. Welcome to Odd Man Eleven. It really doesn't. Because, like, I'm looking at this panel again with the context, and my head just hurts. Well, the the panel exists for the joke. I know. I know. Anyway, this is the part where we learn that uh, little Oni Gremlin is Odd Man number 11, or no, Odd Man number 8, the lowlife. And everyone feels the need to clarify their sexual orientations, which, especially given the situation, very important. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's an odd man. You need to watch out for her. She's got a communication disorder. She's uh, really uh, she, she's, she's really unpleasant, got a real foul personality, and she's a lesbian. Are you also a lesbian? Sure, she no, I'm bi. OK, <laughs> really angry about this. Dare you? How dare you imply I don't like dick? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, in this entire like in this manga, very obviously she does, at least a little bit. What the fuck are we even talking about? <laughs> Odd Man what 11. What about you, Fujo? Oh, you're the only girl I like, Setsu. Other than that, nah. Yeah, Asterix. So anyway, there was that other Odd Man with her, the, you know, the armor girl? Oh, what? Never heard of her. She's not an Odd Man. Just an ordinary someone. She was wearing full knight armor. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to have more squid. Ikachan, aren't you a squid? Squids are cannibals. This is a fact, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Choco's entire bit in addition to being just the worst (laughs) she really does the (laughs) ground work even when there are no other characters present because man does she only see her girlfriend for sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) does get resolved later in a manner of speaking but in a manner of speaking i mean sam what do they say you got to start from the lowest point in order to have character growth i'm also upset when characters just start out at their high points because they've got nothing to achieve. They've definitely set her up for a lot to achieve. I would agree that there is something involving this character about a high point and a low point, but I don't know if I follow you on that regard. What are you talking about, Matt? That's a, that's a real leap of faith you're putting there, Matt. One might even say you're jumping to conclusions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, sometimes you just got to yeet your problems. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was... Awful. That was great. I thought it was funny. <laughs> We're reaching the part that made me angry. I'm trying to cope. <laughs> anyway, so her her entire bit is she's everyone hates her and she feels touch starved. Like that, the actual onus for her character is no one likes her, and that's because of her. Like there's you don't feel sorry that other people don't like her because she's unlikable. 
but she's unlikable because of her odd men nonsense. And she's the one where her odd men thing seems like it's treated most like a curse, but it's also kind of her own problem. So it's, it's weird, but like, that's her whole vibe is she desperately wants someone to be, she wants a friend that she can have sex with. And I'm like, okay, we can unpack the problematic elements about that, but <laughs> Yeah, and she does say some very troubling statements to that effect. It's like, how about we just have friends first? Don't no. need to immediately. That's the problem is she does say, I want to start off as friends and then I can transition it into boning. And I'm like, mm, oh, weird. That, that shouldn't be an objective. I understand perhaps what you're trying to say, but... You're all your friends don't have to be sex friends. That's all I'm saying. She doesn't want a bunch of friends. She wants one sex friend. <laughs> That's called having a committed partner. Yeah, that sounds like too much work. Anyway, I do, I do like the bit where she has the, she's coaching uh, the armor girl into her fantasy about being pinned up against the wall. And it's done in reverse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where the wall yeah. is pinned up against her. Yeah, that was funny. Well, no, it's like Kiku, the armor girl, was on the other side of the wall and punched through it. Just to the, the side. It's like the most aggressive Cabadon of all time. Yes. It's, it's like it's a shot out of a horror movie. <laughs> they even do this in Robocop. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, th this is all getting a little complicated. Let's just have a nice, simple chapter with a poop joke. Dogs, am I right? Hey. So, yeah, Setsu invites uh, Inuta out for a walk, you know, to, I guess, hang out or whatever. And she shows up in true form with her little baggie and her tongue clip things. My girl has not taken a dump in three days because no one has taken her for a walk. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> Setsu's like, what took you so long? We're specifically at the spot that says no pet waste and you took forever. It's like, well, this is the first time I've had a dump. I've taken a crap in three days. Anyway, here's the bag. Why do I have to carry it? You're the one who invited me for the walk. That's how the rules go. It's only polite. Why is the bag so heavy? Because I had to take it in three days. What part are you not understanding? This chapter tells two jokes and it will tell them repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Why are you complaining about the smell anyway? You hang out with Fujo. Yeah, I've gone nose blind to Fujo's unique smell. This is just poo. <laughs> anyway, they see Uka-chan fishing and they're like, hey, look at this poop. What? <laughs> Ew. That's a weird thing to say. Now, That's now, something I would do with my dog, but like. <laughs> anyway, Ikichan, you're fishing, right? Yeah. Here, here, uh, here's my special fishing uh, technique. First, you dip your tentacle in the water. You wiggle it around for the prey to come close. You catch them and then you devour it. What, what do you mean eat? And, and she's and like underwater, the tentacle has turned into a mouth and has devoured a fish. And she spits out a whole fish skeleton. <laughs> yeah, she's eating dinner right now. You're just like, um, you had me at the first part. The rest is, I, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> and Setsu is so shocked by this that she kicks over the bag of poo into the water. Littering! <laughs> well, 
That fishing spot's gone forever. Nature destroyed. It's not gonna take that long to decompose! She's oh, still I, self-conscious about her poop. Yeah. I'm more worried about the plastic bag. Yeah. Well, they're talking about the plastic bag and possibly the poop. I think they're but... talking about the poop. Anyway, we get... Anyway, at next chapter, we get the continuation of the bit with um, Shiraishi going like, hey, here's the manga expectation of a costume change. Oh, nope, she's just wearing a uh, full uniform as a fetish. Because mm -hmm. you expect her to be in her kimono, but nope. Nope, flight attendant. Flight attendant uniform, yep. We can dig it. Or Yukata? I'm never sure which one goes for which thing. Yukata is for when it's hot. Hotter ah, outside. Thing. This is the fireworks festival. It's hot, baby. Setsu's the one in the Yukata. <laughs> she, she's just gone full in on the festival. She's like a kid at the county fair. Yes, just... as full on, what did they say? Like, you're from an anime. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love Fujo and her Yukata crying in her room alone because she's too stinky. Aww. To fair. Well, she shouldn't be stinky. I don't know what to tell you. That's another one of those moments where it's like, don't you feel sad for the character? It's like, I guess. I mean, that one's also clearly a joke. Like, I yeah, know, it's framed but... as a joke. Mm. <laughs> hey, hey, Sam, when Charlie Brown doesn't kick the football, is that not a joke to you or? Yeah, that is I don't know I, I, I don't know something about this manga's timing just didn't vibe with me okay <laughs> oh that's fair you can not like the joke but I'm like it, mm -hmm. it's a joke we do get one joke that I really like which is where they go to do the uh, the shooting game and it's like yes. all these prices are kind of lame there's a lighter there's some caramels there's this weird probably a probably some kind of like racial discrimination crime doll you're not wrong. It's <laughs> but the whole the whole like psychology behind it is Sirashi is like trying to rationalize. Like you don't actually want any of this crap, right? Like, would you come and want to win any of this crap if it weren't a festival? No, not really. And then Streaker Girl is like, "Hey, what about those high quality condoms?" All right, I've got it for you, <laughs> Setsu. I didn't say I wanted the bang. <laughs> Aha, now I'm going to use them to take Setsu's virginity. And Setsu's just like, what, what would even require a condom? Just practically. <laughs> Hold on, I have questions. The look on her face is pretty great. Hey, strap on for the aesthetic. That's the, uh, probably the actual answer in Shiraishi's mind. <laughs> uh, uh, explicit episodes are fun. <laughs> yeah, this is, I, I don't know how this is somehow more explicit than some of the other stuff we've done. This is this is somehow more explicit than Monmu. Yeah, Monmu had a plot. Yeah, Monmu had well, well Monmu no, had no. act. No, no, it's not that Monmu had a plot. Monmu had characters. This is somehow more shameless than Monmu. Monmu, Monmu had an, an iota of shame. This one does not have one. I think Monmu was genuinely trying to do like a porn story, whereas this one is not trying to like be erotic mm -hmm. that's i think the difference yeah it's just what if reality was full of these weird sex past odd men i, I guess we just have to accept this reality now because we're reading this story yeah so anyway we cut back to uh favorite girl choco um who apparently lives in the nurse's office of the school 
because she wants to grope her girlfriend's boobs so badly, she breaks off her fingernails when because, she does it. Because said girlfriend is made out of metal because she's an armor knight. It took me... I, I thought until they bring this bit up again... I, yeah, so I thought this was her odd man power, but then it comes up later. No, she's just an idiot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't understand how you snap off your own fingernails by... Repeatedly, apparently, too. It's just the... kind of like, what is missing? What are we not... That's not grasping? even a good... Like, that's not even good... technique. Like, mm -hmm. you're pinching with your nails is not... So many questions. Man, no wonder Setsu doesn't get aroused later on. <laughs> it's like, He's like, let me pinch at you for a little bit. Her her technique sucks. <laughs> That's not how you massage boobs. <laughs> but anyway, for reasons beyond my cat. Oh, wait, we're doing the Scott Pilgrim thing, right? Setsu shows up and tries to seduce the little lonely gremlin. No, she's trying to encourage her to talk. And so... At the beginning, it said all of the odd men dated Atami, right? Yeah. I don't And they get never it. bring up they never bring up uh how uh uh how uh Choker uh what's it? Yeah, they never they never bring up how she relates to any of that. Maybe No, wait a minute. No, that doesn't work. I was about to say maybe she's uh homosexual, but uh some version of romantic that would allow for dating a boy, but nope. she explicitly says later that boys are visualized as enemies to her. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of forgot the Scott Pilgrim thing by this point, because it's just completely veered off into whatever direction we're in now. You know, you say that, except this chapter is the one that reminds you it's still a plot point because <laughs> mm -hmm. Choku calls her out on it. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the next chapter. But Choco's like, you're only trying to make us all friendly so that you can win your game. And she's just like, I mean, yes, but... <laughs> I also I, like having friends. I can I can do both. I'm trying to have, like, a positive outcome for everyone where I also get to date Atami because he makes my heart go doki-doki. What I'm saying is that we should all poly up already. <laughs> to the I, point. Choco would not be game for that. Yeah, She's too obsessive. Actually, Shiraishi would also not be game for that. Yeah, Shiraishi's strictly monogamous. With exceptions. With exceptions. Like most people. My my friggin' head hurts. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I do gotta say, I really liked the, the bit where, like, uh, Setsu is trying to seduce... Choku and it's not working because Choku keeps being like, I'm not being seduced by you and your soft flesh boobs. I, I'm, I totally, I'm totally into my stiff metal girlfriend. Oh, let's have lunch then. I have a bento box that has yes written in it. Why does it have yes written in it? You, Choku, you are explicitly, it is said later that like 90% of your free time is spent watching porn. How do you not get the yes thing? Because that's the joke. I don't get the yes thing. It, it, it's a it's a it's a trope where you or where you have a pillow that says yes as a form of consent. Tell us, Sam. I actually don't know about this at all. <laughs> that, that that's it. I explained that's, it. It's that's it's what a, the 
that was the joke in uh spy X family the the honeymoon protocol or whatever it was yeah oh, the okay. honeymoon protocol with Makes the um so matt you probably don't know this but a lot of like wedding when you're making your registry and all that crap that is one of the recommendations as a consent pillow apparently i did not know what that meant interesting <laughs> wow that- okay <laughs> that's new information to me communication it's important everyone <laughs> and if you could just streamline that communication so it's clear <laughs> see see you need to coyly place the pillow over your crotch so <laughs> that's going into family guy territory <laughs> i don't know how do i know she's like into me anyway the yes no bento box was sure she's idea because of course it was <laughs> but yeah i love the amount of disrespect setsu just puts on uh suit of armor girl as she just seduces her girlfriend in front of her as choco is repeatedly going this is my committed girlfriend i do not want another girlfriend i am totally okay with her solid metal boobs oh my god it's the ntr attack oh god damn it you're right you're so right explain please Naturare. the fetish of being seduced away from your committed partner this is a new one I have not heard of. We're just learning all the things. Why am I the one that knows? Actually, yeah, this explains <laughs> a lot, Sam. I love any episode where we can just have Sam go his like college professor spiel on uh, different types of porn. Learning with Professor Sam. Sam, Sam, we'll swap. We'll swap in for later. But tell us, what is this? Is, is it the part about how the robot Tulpa isn't able to urinate, so can't can't. Um, fulfill. That's next chapter. That's, That's next chapter, chapter, and I do understand that part. I guess I was just understanding the fact that this is apparently a fetish of some sort that is like an offshoot of cuckold. It's not one that I um, understand, but I know it's one that exists. I'm not kink shaming, not yet, but I am kink <laughs> ask- asking why. <laughs> <laughs> the over manga cast does not kink shame, but. You know, sometimes we will have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Clarifying questions. <laughs> anyway, um, ghost stories, I guess. The ghost stories is just a bunch of fun jokes. My favorite being um, collector comes in a school uniform and they're like, aren't you not a student here? It's school rules that if you come here, you have to wear a school uniform. I'm like, even if you're an adult, I d- <laughs> Yeah, you're just not a student. You don't adult. wear a uniform. You just wanted to wear the outfit, didn't you? It's still age appropriate. Remember, she still is high school age. She just, you know, graduated. So it's not totally weird. It's just mostly weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets much weirder because they have a whole bunch of spirit candles and then they end up turning them into representation of whoever blows out the last candle gets to take uh, Setsu's virginity. Because that's always the wager. <laughs> Oh, Unfortunately, they fight so hard over the last candle that it get, happens to get thrown into the air and is caught by the most unlikely suspect. Mm-hmm. Choco. Well, he's the, she, she doesn't blow it out. She uh, snuffs it with her fingers. Wait, god damn it. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how that's happening. Mm, god damn it. Ah! <laughs> I... She can't stop pinching. Oh my god! <laughs> the, 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 That's not what you do, Choco! <laughs> the, 
the dirty metaphor layers just keep going deeper and deeper. Oh my. Keep in mind, this is totally on purpose. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe anything else. So anyway, uh, Satsu's trying to get a five-star rating on her boobs. So... <laughs> Yes. I, I guess any qualms Choco had about cheating on her girlfriend are gone now. Which, to be fair, Choco is the worst, so it's on <laughs> brand for the character. I can't complain. Yep. She does seem to feel really bad about it. Yeah, she is conflicted, but she has made a decision. She's also real upset that Setsu's not into it sexually. So she's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> there, there is not a thought in that head. There's I'm just, just like, saying, whatever she has to do to get to her man, for some reason, I don't know. This is like, the yep. only thought she has is Itami. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then she gets confronted by a literal suit of armor in the bathroom after <laughs> Mac and her girlfriend. And this meeting goes much better than it probably could have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I love the setup because the setup is clearly. I'm a suit of armor. She has needs I can't fulfill. You are mm -hmm. soft and warm. And like, that's clearly a thing she appreciates. Capable of I urination. And then after setting that up, the joke is then that, no, it was just about piss. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, at the, the finish line, the smog will trip and fall right into me hating it. But is it the piss fetish? No, it's not the piss fetish. No, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this was uh, this is a bridge too far for me too. this. Uh, I was not happy about this. Because um, we learn about the uh, province of uh, Kiku, the armor girl. Um, she was a. So y'all seen Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. It's basically that. It's Except she disappears suddenly. I was about to say, it's barely that. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, Are you just talking about the fact that you have to believe it real, and then once you stop believing, it disappears. She's an imaginary friend. Yeah, that's the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. But she's not just an imaginary friend. She's an imaginary sex doll friend. Because this little degenerate is incapable of seeing uh, human beings outside of boy, gross, girl, bang it. Yeah, I mean... She doesn't see people as people, yes. Yeah, she's she is not well socialized and is kind of a gross person, yes. So her mentality is, I want friends, but I'm also horny. So I want friends I can have sex with. I don't like men, so I don't want to deal with them at all. They're all against me anyway, because my odd man thing is that everyone hates me. And all this, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm rolling with it. This could be a setup for a joke or for character development, maybe even both if we're feeling spicy. And she's relaying this background to Setsu. You know, they're up on the roof because, of course, they are. It's, it's a Japanese high school manga trope. Well, because the they're doing fireworks in memory of um, Armor Girl who died the second she was no longer necessary. Because mm -hmm. there's a whole thing about she literally. I think the manga puts a little too much effort into explaining why Armor Girl was there, because it's like 
yeah, yeah, it was it was the belief in it, and that's why she had to wear a suit of armor because I can't touch my imaginary friend or else it's going to become immediately apparent she's not real. And I'm like, cool, I don't think anyone cared. Mm -hmm. And so Setsu's like, well, look, I'm still here. We can... Uh, we can be friends, maybe even friends with benefits that she wants so bad. I'm real and flesh and whatnot. And it's like, okay, well, will you uh, do my fetish thing and let me watch you pee? I don't, I'm not really comfortable with that one. And it just took nearly and eats yourself off the top of the roof. Yeah, joke was in really poor taste and I did not. I loved that joke and I <laughs> laughed so hard at this panel. <laughs> I've got... um. I have a immediate, reflexive, and intense bad reaction to uh, suicide being used as threat and blackmail for uh, sexual relationships, so I'm going to recuse myself from the discussion for the moment. For me, it's literally just a yeet joke. Yeah. It is just a type of comedic relief that uh, certain I individuals, certain people might... I, I will point out, I, I feel they do let it drag on too long because I, I get the whole thing. It's a one beat, two beat kind of deal. Mm -hmm. But they do like an entire like soap opera level of like, oh, no, she's in the hospital and we need to go. And she's wrapped up in gauze. Like, it's very melodramatic. It's all like. In other words, she's like back in the hospital again because she's always in the hospital again for stupid shenanigans. And so that was I at least my read of it of it was supposed to be more of her stupid shenanigans being super I, I i could have i could have done without the whole hospital bit i'm fine with the yeeting off the building um and then like the whole deal is like could you pee for me and she's like yes and she's like well i want to film it and she's like no okay this was weird <laughs> yeah and it it kind of just reiterates choco's <laughs> worst because She's the worst, like. Yeah, the the thing for me is suicide isn't funny. And it's like, I probably could have handled the first part of the joke. I, like, I wouldn't have found it funny. I would have been uncomfortable with it, and not liked it. But it's the fact that it keeps going is what bothered me about it. This brings us to the end of our reading. So I, I know that usually when there's kind of a sexual overtone, I make the thing about how saying the seminal question feels weird, but I'm just going to say it, the semen question. <laughs> Favorite character. Damn, and what a weird way to phrase that for the mostly lesbian romance. <laughs> you know what, Matt? Given the amount of... Y you know what? You're right. Sure, I she had enough semen for the whole class. Exactly. <laughs> Did any of you uh, read the bonus chapter at the end of? Yeah, I, I I skimmed up. I thought it was funny. It was not. basically them just ranking their boobs, and it confirmed that the sea stars on the Squid Girl are, are actually, actually yeah, boobs, and they evolved to defend herself in case she lost her shirt. So yeah, uh, favorite character, and if uh, different, your favorite of the odd men that we have met so far. Uh, for me, the uh, both answers are the same. It's Shiraishi. Uh, and it's like, it, it's weird because, you know, wow, Sam likes the horny cat girl character. W woo. But 
as I said, this manga lost me at several points. I spent a lot of this kind of checked out. So it's it's more like she won by default for being the character I disliked the least. But then the more we talked about it through the episode, the more I like recalled the moments I genuinely liked about her. And I don't know. She, she's a good character. I, I like her. I was about to say, Sam, that you definitely like Shiraishi because, like, the collector mm-hmm. didn't do anything bad. She's just boring. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I say, you know, there were the moments where I completely lost my investment. So I'd, I'd probably have a <laughs> lower opinion overall than, than I reasonably should. But, you know, looking back on it, going over the ep- going over it during the episode, yeah, and no, Shiraishi, I can say, is my favorite. I genuinely like her as a character and the situation she causes and perpetuates. She also has the uh, the familiarity bonus of being the character that appears the most other than Setsu. So, uh, Jacob, how about you? Uh, Setsu, I think, is the character who has um, the most, like, cohesive and interesting relationship with uh setsu probably shiraishi would be my favorite character i feel like there's like an actual dynamic there where that's also true for fujo to a large extent but um uh, boy they dial her jokes up to 11 funnily enough they dial fujo's jokes up to 11 more so than they do uh shiraishi's those two in setsu were definitely top three but shiraishi i think is she's the most consistently funny in a sort of dry humor sense Again, funnily enough, um, <laughs> she's the one that I, I guess more than anything else, I found the most memorable. You know, again, how often she shows up, you know, may factor into that. But that's still also, you know, an important element. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as for the the oddman powers, honestly, a lot of them, I, I didn't feel like there was enough into them that I'd care enough to get invested i guess the only one that really funnily enough uh i sort of um like took notice of was the fact that like setsu might have powers like it's like there's a part of me that's like is this gonna actually go anywhere but boy do they make it clear no it's not (laughs) so (laughs) setsu to give an answer but not really any of them truth be told (laughs) Uh, Jay, how about you? Favorite character, Stroke Oddman. <laughs> it's an odd phrase, but all right. Um, uh, I was actually a little torn between, um, I want to say, the Streaker and Ika-chan. And I know that the Streaker was kind of front and center with her unrequited love, or we don't know if it's unrequited. That's actually not true. So, um... I don't know. I, I really like the complexity of her oddman traits um, and the fact that we were just kind of in an over-sexualized series, just her being butt naked 24-7, completely like desexualized in a lot of senses was very interesting. Mm, and somehow yeah. she seems, yeah, and how she seems... She's butt naked all the time and seems like the least fetishy one somehow. Yes, she's the most like adult in the room. It just became mundane. 
I mean, if you have that friend who's just always naked, at the, the shock and awe wears off, and then you're just like, oh, god damn it, don't sit on the couch. Yeah, and then you're more concerned with the fact, oh, wait, I forgot being naked all the time gives you super strength. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, she became my favorite just because, I guess, not that I don't enjoy it, but it's just like the overt sexualization kind of got a little dull at points for me. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. Everyone Setsu. Oh, Breath of Fresh Air and character who's not totally trying to bone Setsu. That's nice. It's interesting. Let's see character where this goes. Who, character who genuinely doesn't like Setsu. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she is one of my favorites. Um, is that the question? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> rant, but that was what I was trying to say. <laughs> Uh, well conveyed. And uh, Matt, favorite character, Strogodman. Um, let's see, who did I like? Uh, I'll say Choco is the worst. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like her, but I don't think you're supposed to. So good job. Uh, I think she fills a need in the like, just gross. Like, to mm -hmm. give some grit to the, uh, the otherwise hug circle that's forming right now. And then, I guess, favorite odd man, I'd go with uh, Akuda. Just because I love her jokes. They're, they're all just mm. dumb dog puns, and they all land great. Um, and I guess character-wise, Atami was pretty cool the two times he showed up. Mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling that he's probably... He's got to be involved at some point, but... Theoretically. Well, we, we read through half of it, so I'm assuming... I don't know. At some point, something needs to happen. <laughs> mm. I do like the note from the author at the end going like, Man, I cannot believe this made it to a full volume. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having made things that got out into the public, it's like, wow, this actually got out into the public. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I vibe with that. And then, um, would you continue reading? Ah, I, nah, nah, I, I wouldn't personally. <laughs> I think I've uh, beaten to death the explanation as to why. So, um, Matt, how about you? Yeah, I'd read the hell out of this. This was great, um, <laughs> especially because it's literally only 25 more of these baby chapters. So it's it's short. I was enjoying the clip it's going and I'm going to be honest, I kind of dropped off with how much they're focusing on Choco. I'm hoping that's just because this was her arc and they'll tone down on her as they introduce the other two odd men and hopefully deal with the sadist. But I don't know. I, I feel like I enjoyed the comedy enough that I would be okay for another batch of it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Jay, how about you? Would you continue reading? Uh, probably in a similar boat. Um, as much as I did not kind of the sexual jokes kind of dragged on at points and i was just like eh it's short enough for me to power through and um i thought it was it had a it was very reminiscent humor um that i don't get a chance to read that often so this was uh kind of refreshing for me all right and jacob uh, there is a part of me that's curious if this is actually going anywhere but Boy, is it upfront about no, no, it's really not. Um, 
So probably not like the the brevity of it and my lingering curiosity is there. I wouldn't hate it if we did another episode of it that forced me to read it. But quite frankly, whilst there were definitely some jokes that I really loved and there were uh, parts of this that I found really funny, in all honesty, it got really repetitive really fast for me. Um, So mm, I, I guess it's just not my sense of humor. I wasn't really vibing with the jokes as much. Um. You know and what? Hearing you hearing you explain that, I think it gave me the perfect context in which I would be completely fine with reading more of this. If I randomly stumbled across a few pages like on Twitter or Reddit, I <laughs> wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I, in fact, I would read them to see, hey, what's going on in that weird manga these days? <laughs> If come, someone could just clip out the jokes and send them to me. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miller BGMG. Oh. But yeah, sorry, Jake, I cut you off. Did you have anything else? No, that that's pretty much the long and short of it. I'd, I'd do it again for the podcast, but I didn't find it funny enough to go back to it. So I guess I'll chime in with a little thing. Um, How many of the other, how many of the rest of you have like, not seen Scott Pilgrim the movie, but have you read, you read Scott Pilgrim the comic? I read the first volume. Because the sex jokes are cranked up to maximum here, but I think, like, otherwise, the kind of vibe of very, like, down-to-earth and then wacky nonsense happens is kind of how Scott Pilgrim works, and I can see why that would be, like, an inspiration for this. And then yeah. you've got the mangaka did Voynich Hotel. That's just sex jokes. This guy loves his sex jokes and he'll shove them into whatever he's doing. But that is clearly his hmm. humor put into this like very slice of life with like a weird kind of tiered battle thing that doesn't really fit in the setting, but it's not supposed to. It's supposed to feel out of place, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And truth to tell, I haven't consumed Scott Pilgrim in what year is it? Oh, God, 12 years. So um, (laughs) it is entirely possible that my tastes have changed quite a bit since the last time I consumed something that would be adjacent uh, to this. Adjacent to this. Scott Pilgrim, you really got to be in the headspace of a whiny, self-centered teenage boy who doesn't give a shit that his selfish accents are hurting the people around him. Yes. If you've graduated beyond that mentality, then it's going to be painful. Like, Scott's not a bad guy. No. But he's a bad guy. Uh-huh. Scott's not a bad guy. He's a shitty friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, as they keep shouting at him repeatedly. You are a shitty friend. We should read Scott Pilgrim on the We should. Podcast. We should. If only should. Um, Netflix was doing some kind of anime based off Scott Pilgrim. Wait, I don't know. They? I I'm actually don't... To- know if that's still going through i would have to get past the art i've tried to read scott pilgrim in the past and i'm just not a fan of the art oh no we should we should read trinity blood a series known for its ridiculously good art it has beautiful art that's not even funny Anyway, thank you uh, everyone so much for listening to the Overmonka Cast. As always, you can find us on all of your social medias where we are at Overmonka Cast. Uh, this is episode 101. So, yeah, we are uh, beginning our next uh, slew of 100 episodes. Make sure to follow us to see uh, all of the next 99. 
as always, if you disagree with any of our opinions or, you know, just want to start a fight, uh, fight me. Twitter, at OverMangaCast. Do it. You won't. Uh, you can also go on our website, OverMangaCast.com, where we have a lovely little comment section, which also you can fight me in the comments. Or you can email us, OverMangaCast at gmail.com. And if you're not feeling especially combative, I don't know why. That's how I live my life. Uh, you can also just, you know, casually suggest we read something. We love that and reviews in any and all form. Matt's being particularly violent today. I'm not sure what's up. <laughs> uh, this is every day. Speaking of uh, places where no one ever gets combative, you can also find us on YouTube. Our episodes are on a two-week delay there, but uh, it's a good way to catch up on our backlog. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And tune in next week, where we are uh, diving into something completely different. We are going to be reading Parasite, chapters 1 through 16. So get ready for some body horror, and we'll see you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Okay, so no, in order to be an odd man, you need to have some kind of weird social problem. You can't just have superpowers, Sam. This being a neat count? No, I, I no. unless you were like some kind of super neat. Hmm. Or maybe, hmm. maybe if you were a robot. Hmm. Does that does that get enough tags on eHentai? No. Oh, it definitely does. You All know right. what? We're gonna take this to the OnlyFans. <laughs> I think we need. I think we might be onto something here. Y'all are gross. <laughs>